All right. Appreciate everybody for tuning in to the nation. My name is Law Nation. As we began to talk about this, the Marcus Lawrence contract and the situation, the dilemma, the situation altogether, it blows. Right. We already know this right here. Contract negotiation become ugly. It's, it's just what it is. That's the nature of the law. When you're talking about money, there's always some type of feelings get in the way. There's always something that happened as it relates to man we should have paid the guy last year or man we should have just go ahead and just honor our words but the problem is is that the nfl is a hard salary cap league it is there's no way you can put it 188 million dollars is the salary cap <laughs> i kid you not Khalil mack he inflated the market with 141 million right we can all agree 141 million is just too much money to pay a person regardless it's 188 million i know i know i know some people saying that okay what the law why why do he want khalil's mac type of money because of the last two years cowboy nation d law been doing his job he's been doing what he needed to do out there creating pressure doing the things playing with a broken shoulder broken down back and things like that he said to himself i put myself on the line now it's time for the cowboys to do theirs but it's just like buying a house cowboy nation it's, it is it's just like buying a house you can pay your mortgage faithfully you can make every payment on time and then when it gets down to hey i want to refinance this house that mortgage company going to say, okay, we'll be more than likely to do that because there may be some room for us to get some more money out of the situation because of the uh, the percentage rates and things like that, right? But your entire neighborhood and everywhere you stay at, you try to do the remortgaging and you try to do the refinancing. And then all of a sudden they said, okay, you value your house at a quarter of a million dollars. We believe you. We have faith and confidence that you value your home at a quarter of a million dollars. But however, we would still like to send our appraisers out there to make sure that everything is okay, to satisfy the underwriters. That is financing 101. What the Cowboys are saying is that, okay, we would give you that bag, but however, we would need the surgery done first. It's a hard dilemma cowboy nation is easier said than done but the problem is collectively is when you look at this situation <laughs> stupidity is on both sides well i'm not going to get the surgery done at all until jerry jones opened up his wallet and jerry jones said well i'm not going to pay you what you what your value is until i know for sure without a shadow of a doubt that i'm not buying broken down goods just like those who drive cars out there. Every time you pull off on the lot, your car depreciates regardless of the situation. It pulls down the value of your car. <laughs> Especially if you had a few, few issues that's been wrong with it. You can value that car. And I hate to look at players as commodities, but that's just how it is. When you have a hard cap league, it's $188 million. There's nothing that we can do about that nothing now can you get the trade value out of that no because the buyer is going to be like this although you're trying to sell me this particular vehicle i want to get the car facts i want to know whether or not what's under the hood <laughs> it's a conundrum guys and uh it's it's just what it is uh tyler says i say just pay him you will pay a guy 141 million he won't 90 million guaranteed. That's what is going on. They are willing to open up 20 million, but they say the rest of the money will be given to you if you get the surgery done. And he's like his team and his agency is like, no, we are not getting this done because we faithfully played for you last year on a broken down sh shoulder. It's kind of like you having a car, you know, it's needing the oil change. But, that, but the car rides so smooth, you go a whole year without getting that oil chain. 
Now it's time for you to pony up and to extend that warranty. Uh, you said, well, I drove a whole year without getting that oil change. I want to get the oil change now in order for me to pump more money into this particular vehicle. And you've been riding a whole year without that oil chain. There's that's life. And I wish I could change it. Shout out to Cowboys United. Uh, he made the donation to have grow the nation. Guys, know when you make the donation to have grow the nation, you already know. <laughs> Justin Quarles, man, appreciate you, man. Thank you for tuning in. Savage Time, what's up, man? Appreciate you. Daniel Maza, appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of the nation. Fred, what are you saying? If he provide, if he pride his weight to them by by law, um, provide the weight to them. What's up? Um, let me see. One hundred and forty million for five years. This is from Tyler. How much out of that one hundred and forty million is guaranteed, Tyler? Let me know. Uh, DJ on the Periscope said, "Just pay him." Uh, I believe they want to pay him. I think the issues is in between the guaranteed money. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at. Let's pull up spoke track and let's go to the big board. You guys know how we, we pull up that big board. Let's see what we got under here. Um, <clears throat> so one year, $20 million contract. Uh, this is for uh, the, the salary uh, cap. This is what they're talking about as far as the uh, franchise tag. <clears throat> now, I don't know if this is correct unless he signed it last night or signed it a few minutes ago it says demarcus lawrence signed a one-year 20 million I, I believe that he refuses to sign it because he want to get this shoulder done first but they're stating that he signed it let me know in the chat box maybe you know how news go let me know if he signed the actual um 20 million dollar franchise tag for this year uh, this is his market value. We click over the market value. It's 19.6. And now I can argue the fact that I believe that uh, he wants a little bit more than 19.6. How many of you guys in the chat box agree? Uh, Savage Time says I will give him a 22 million, four years, 60 million guarantee. Let me tell you why he don't want the 60 million. Players is always a. <laughs> It's always a measuring contest. I'm going to try to keep it PG-13 if you know what I mean. If we look over here to Khalil Mack contract, uh, it says here he signs a six-year, $141 million contract with the Chicago Bears. $34 million of that was included in the signing bonus, right? And $90 million of that money is guaranteed. That's where the issue is at. The average annual salary is $23 million. <laughs> $23 million and a half actually so that's really if you round it up that's 24 million dollars uh that's quarterback money guys that is and uh and they i don't know if well i don't know if mac is going to ever see that life of that contract but he gets more money on top of that i know some people in the chat box would love to get two hundred thousand, right <laughs> he get two hundred thousand uh and a reconstruction bonus of 13 million uh, we carry the cap hit of only 11.9 million and, and that's a lot of money guys and it, it's one of those things where it's I, I want this thing to work out for the best for both parties but when we look over here to what was told to david moore dave david moore uh, posted on his twitter account demarcus lawrence is delaying surgery until the deal is done but at some point with the money involved the, this ceases to be uh, this ceases to leverage basically because on one hand you got to do for the other and on the other hand you got to do for for jerry jones this is what jerry jones had to say if you don't get that if you don't get it depreciate it's going to depreciate what you're doing basically so my whole issue with this whole entire situation is that man if he don't get the surgery done, it depreciate the whole fact of the matter that how much I'm willing to pay you. You see, the issue is with Khalil is that he didn't have uh, PED issues. He didn't have the back issues. He just produced, you see. And of course, three, four opposed to a four, three defensive lineman, two different responsibilities out there. So it's, it's crazy in a sense. And then you got to pay your young guys. Right. Uh, uh, Martin, he said, Jalen Smith. Uh, 125 for five years. Ah, oh, man. Mm, it's something that we got to think about, Cowboy Nation. There's something. 
<laughs> uh, Fever says, Fever1512 says, Law, give me 500000 and I'm good. <laughs> I know you probably can manage with 200000 I already know. <laughs> Who else would draft Bosset in top five pick? I know a lot of people would. Uh, and then you got to have a dancing partner in order to trade somebody, right? You got to have that dancing part partner. You got to have somebody to to willing to say, okay, when we trade for D-Law, we want to make sure that everything is okay and fine and dandy. <laughs> but this is the other side of the coin, right? We developed D-Law. We, we took a gamble on a lot of situations uh, as it relates to um, just just picking up a player in general, you know, that that we know for sure that has some issues and these sorts of things, right? But even this is how I look at it. Let me backpedal a little bit like Deion Sanders. Let me backpedal a little bit on this right quick. How I wish the NFL would look at this is that they should re-look at the actual salary cap on how it's overall run or, or operated. I have a solution. Yes, we know that the salary cap is only $188 million, right? Everybody have to manage their players. They're 53 men on their roster with $188 million. Majority of that money goes to normally the quarterback. We understand that. But I would say this. For the first first through the fourth picks I think that when it when it, their contract is due on players that you drafted I think that the salary cap should not affect those individuals if you go out there and you draft those particular players the salary cap should not be in full effect against those particular players when it's time for their contract to be renegotiated and updated I think that the NFL should take maybe a percentage base and say, okay, if I draft said player between the first and the fourth round and they just go out there and ball. <laughs> so when it get down to the salary negotiation, that they that their salary negotiation only take up 40% of the cap or 20% of the cap or, or hell, just work with us and say 10% of the cap, it will, will not be affected if you renegotiate the person that you homegrown because at this point it hurts for us to develop a player and not to be able to pay a player for the player to walk and as hardcore fans remember back in the 80s in the 70s we fell in love with the players as well as we loved our teams so the the, the problem is with the NFL now is that they only look at it from the aspect of everything being just like the fantasy football league. There's no, there's nobody in particular that can say, I guess that just recently started falling football to say, Hey, I have strong love and adulations towards the team. Most of the time, the younger crowds are following players. It's like kind of like the basketball mentality. Shout out to Josh Cook. Thank you for making the donation to help grow the nation. Really do appreciate you uh, for making this thing happen. Mate, drop 20 of them on it. Let's bring the wolves out. Yes. Appreciate it, man. You are, I'm telling you. Sand the man. He said Billy D. Harden. <laughs> What's good? Shout out to you, man. Appreciate you guys, man, for tuning in to this show. Uh, let me know how you guys feel all together about this. Do you really, really think that the NFL is doing the right thing as it relates to the fan base? Because to me personally, I understand these players want to get that bag. They really want to be able to look at it from this aspect of it. <laughs> they got health on the line. They won't guarantee contracts. But at the end of the day, the, the loyalty to the team is still going to be to the $188 million because there's going to be hard cuts regardless of if you look at it from a salary cap perspective. So the NFL has designed itself for us to be like, man, these teams are trashing these players. They're not being forthright. They're not being honest with these players. And then on the back end, we, we'll say, well, screw the team. And it's all about the underdog. D-Law is getting shafted in this situation. So 
I'm going to support D-Law because he's the underdog in this situation altogether. He put his life on the line. He's playing out there with a broken back. He's playing out there with a bump shoulder. And the NFL is just saying, okay, we're not going to give you what you deserve because it's too much money. And the guaranteed money aspect of it, I don't want to give it to you. And then you have the Ryan Shazier's of the world, right, who said, hey, you see, Le'Veon Bell, look what happened to me. You see, Antonio Brown, look what happened to me. Just make sure that you guys get your guaranteed money because this football life is not guaranteed to you. It only take one hit and it's gone. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, let me see what we have here. Uh, my Cowboys family, Priest. Appreciate you, man. He says, raise the cap. Owners making way too much money of the profit and conversations uh, and comparisons of the percentages. I, I see what you're saying. Um, but the problem is, once you raise the cap, there will still be one of those teams that will still overpay for a guy. So it would inflate the market even more, meaning that, let's say, for example, the cap was raised to $300 million, right? opposed to 188 million the bears probably would have went out there and said you know what khalil mack deserving of everything that we need he's that one piece that we need and then they would sign him for 241 million dollar contract and then the cowboys be looking at it like wait a minute hold on you going to sign this man for 241 million are you serious now D-Law is going to look at his production and say, well, hell, I deserve $242 million. You see how that inflection can go? So my thing is, it's a lose-lose situation regardless. The NFL is designed for you not to fall in love with the teams anymore. It's designed for you to follow the player. It was unheard of for players to jump on multiple teams, but now it creates that excitement. It creates those smaller markets to get a – a Jerry Rice or an Emmett Smith or a Michael Irvins. And it, and it creates new drama for you to go out there and reach into your pockets and to say, okay, now I can buy a classic jersey of this said player. And also I can buy a new jersey of this said player. So those are the issues with the salary cap. I think that they need to renegotiate it. They need to give the teams that draft well some type of bonus some type of reconstructing uh deal to, that it don't go against the cap that would be the only way because the money is always far apart remember it's easier said than done uh tank ain't worth the bank though this is from reynold <laughs> I, I know man it's crazy look i can say to you khalil back ain't worth the money he ain't worth 141 million and, and it shows that the salary cap was designed so there won't be parity in the league, right? So it won't be one team continue to, continue to win, win, and win, and win. But I say that that myth has been busted because you got the, uh, quote, unquote, the Patriots of the world went to the Super Bowl. And out of that conference alone, I think the Ravens went to the Super Bowl several times and the, uh, the, the Steelers went to the Super Bowl several times out of that conference. It's been the same collective teams that's out of the AFC been going to the Super Bowl. Have been not been multiple teams that have been going to the Super Bowl. If you really look at it collectively, uh, Ty, thank you for the donation to help grow the nation. Man, boy, <laughs> boy, I'm telling you. He says, when you have a car that is damaged, the value depreciate. D-Law has had back issues and was suspended for PED. The shoulder issue, that's he doesn't want to get off, get, get fixed. We'll be making 20 million point five child, please. So what he's saying is that basically, um, excuse me, I don't have my contacts in. He was saying that, uh. Pretty much the, the the money that he want to make, he got to get the soldier done first, regardless of the situation. And the problem is, is that 
You just can't do it. I don't care if you have a Maserati. I don't care if you have one of those Tesla cars. I don't care if you have one of the Back to the Futures, the DeLorean 88. I don't care what you got. They're going to say before they buy this car, I want to check the Carfax. I want to be able to get this car serviced before I extend this warranty. Before I put everything into it, I want to get it done. Now, of course, you played all last year with a bomb shoulder, which, hey, <laughs> you did it. Hey, you rolled the car with the, without changing the oil. But that's what negotiations do. It's a doggy dog world. And to me, you can't outbid a billionaire. He got the most leverage. Jerry Jones got the most leverage in this situation, <laughs> regardless of how you look at it. Regardless how you look at it, Jerry Jones hold all of the coins because three to four years from now, the money is still going to be going into Jerry land, whether he's here or not. But three to four years from now, Demarcus Lawrence is depreciating, depreciating, depreciating. <laughs> the most money he will ever make is right now. That's what his agent telling him. And in the reality of it, the agent is like, look, to be honest to you, bro. Come on, I'm getting 6% of this deal. I can't sell myself short for this. No, they ain't doing you right. The same type of talk with Earl Thomas. His agent is out there to say, okay, I want you to get the most bag. I want you to get the most coins out there. Because I understand that you want for your family to be secured and you love the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are gonna be the Cowboys. Let's go get this guaranteed money right now. They only talking about 10 million for Cowboys land. I can give you 34. <laughs> you can always move back to Dallas. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Cowboys abroad says car broken down. Car broke down in the playoff when we needed it the most. Uh, I feel you what you're saying, Cowboys abroad. Uh, Daniel Mazza says sacks. And you will get paid the big money. Yeah. I mean, last year the Cowboys had every opportunity to pay D-Law. But let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let, let me do it this way. Let's look at if the Cowboys were to pay D-Law last year. Let me, let's see um, how, how that would have transpired or what would have happened um, if they were to uh, pay D-Law last year and said, okay, we're going to take a risk and, uh, and, and we're going to make sure that, uh, let me see if I can pull that up. I'm going to pull up his stats from last year. And we're going to flip it over to the big board. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. All right, so we're going to look at the stats and uh, see what would have happened if the Cowboys selected to pay D-Law last year, right? All right, so if they were to go ahead and say, okay, we're going to pay D-Law before the 2018 season. We're going to give him $17 million. Look at it from the Cowboys' perspective. And I understand. I'm all team little dog, underdog, the players. I'm all team players. I, I want the players to get the bag. I understand. But I, my loyalty is with the Dallas Cowboys. I love the Cowboys. I knew the Cowboys before I even knew who D-Law was, right? So we've all been rooting for the Cowboys before we knew who D-Law was, right? So are you mean to tell me that in 2016, coming off of this production, one sack, that you was going to really look at D-Law at $17 million? And, uh, and he said, okay, I bet on myself. So he get 14.5. Then after that year, you really was going to look at it and say, okay, can he pull off 14.5 again? And we would say, okay, maybe, just maybe. And then he pulled off 10.5 sacks off a of bum shoulder. So what the Cowboys are looking at it is that in actuality, he was injured this year in 2018. He played decent in 2017 as it relates to not being injured. But he played at a Pro Bowl high, high level, right? And then they looked at 2016 and said, ah, he was injured. We won, we won 13 games without him. All right. Appreciate everybody for tuning in to the nation. Had to do a re-upload of the actual 
uh, computer for some reason I gotta stop the uh, the update is started at 1035 uh, my computer went to through a hard shutoff so I hope you guys are still here in the mix we're just gonna go over a few more things before um, I run or what have you really appreciate each and every last one of you all for being part of the mix we're back at it um, it's one of those things where shout out to Murphy Law Murphy Law wanted to be a part of this thing so uh, that's my uh, second cousin twice removed uh, he's part of the situation shout out to Murphy Law appreciate everybody for being part of the mix don't forget to uh, give Murphy Law a shout out in the comment box that's how you can work that thing out right back at it yes indeed so we were talking about a little bit about the production wise of uh, D-Law and the thing was all together collectively uh, the, the issue was is that if you was if you were to go ahead and pay him the big money last year as a I guess a financial advisor uh, they were saying that hey there was been a lot of risk and, and and knowing the Cowboys they probably did all their researches on the last time they paid players before they was up remember they paid uh, Tyron Crawford big time money before he was actually able to get it so they saved a little few dollars but the problem was is that he didn't produce the way they thought that he was going to be able to produce so those are things that they had probably in the reservations of their mind so it, it's it's a a conundrum piece with D-Law. It's a, a part of the situation where you have to say to yourself, okay, Cowboy Nation, how do we fix this? And my only thing is, is that they might, and I'm telling you, that they might just adhere to the trading situation. But the other deal is with this, is that how can you trade an injured player? That That is the other part of the, of the issue and it it sucks i know um how we look at it all together but it's just how life is right we we got to figure out ways to better our best but at the same time you got to understand this too cowboy nation with everything on the line how much do you really look at it as it's saying to yourself when did the cowboys have the better years playing 2014 there was no d-law this is what this is not me saying that you don't need a d-law don't get that twisted now in 2014 there were no d-law and he came in into the playoff he did a fantastic job for us shout out to him against the uh, detroit lions in 2016 there were no d-law 13 and 3 so the cowboys better years were without d-law but what i'm saying is that you can't look at that and say well Cowboys will have another winning season without D-Law. No, 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 no. You can't look at it that way. But what you can look at it is saying that maybe you can trust Rob Marinelli to maybe squeeze out some guys like the Robert Quinns of the world. But he supposedly go to the Saints. Or maybe they can move up in the draft and get a defensive player. It's going to take two to maybe three years for that guy to develop. But that's when your merchants of Taco Charlton supposed to be doing great, right? That's where the problem and the issue is at. If Randy Gregory were to able to stay on the field and Taco Charlton played well, we'd be like, look, D-Law, bye. <laughs> Bye-bye, D-Law. But the problem is that they never produced in a, in a fashion. So it's back to the drawing boards. You got a dynamic guy that's explosive on that right side dominating well left end uh, going against the right tackle dominating getting to the quarterback flipping the field being a defensive leader telling everybody we're going to punch him in the mouth but the problem is is that he wants Khalil Max money and one can argue his agent is saying hey he deserve every penny Cowboy Nation and uh, that's just the issue uh, Joseph he says uh, he learned a parable of the, of the prodigal son he came back yeah <laughs> uh the orphan's going to come back this is uh, from lugo yeah i believe that i guess we we're, we're uh, summons to the orphans level right hmm. it's crazy guys it's crazy uh shout out to chris hernandez this on the uh, uh periscope appreciate you for joining in in vegas vega appreciate you um if we lose lawrence this is my brother from another mother mother 
see money. If we lose Lawrence, then we have to switch our defense to a 3-4. <laughs> nah, I don't think that we can make that overhaul just like that on the whim. I don't think so. Um, Cowboy GA. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. We back at it, man. It just had to snap food with my computer. Uh, it's been doing that lately. Um, I have to remove some some things. And uh, the archives is on the uh, Law Nations 2.0 page. No music, no nothing. It's just the all 22 film. So, guys, this will be uploaded on the Law Nation 2.0 page as well. Maybe down the line sometime this week. Um, who else we have? Uh, yes, Q. What's up, fam? Appreciate you for tuning in. Yes, we're back. Back into the saddle. I'm going to try to stay until all the way to 11 o'clock my time. Yeah, we're going to try to stay at 11 o'clock my time. Um, who else? What are, what are the questionings that you guys got on your mind? Uh, Martin says, Taco, Taco, save us, please. <laughs> Man, the only way Taco can save us, he gets a little bit more weight inside, and they kick him around inside. They got to do that. They got to be able to, to do that. And uh, trust the other guys. Uh, I hope Tyron Crawford can come back. Uh, we hope that the Antoine Barbecue Woods can step it back up for another year. And and that's our thing. We we on the level of hoping, right? Want to dream for and hope for. And remember, when there's hope in the future, there's power in the presence, right? So that's all we have right now. Can Dorrance Armstrong step it up? This is from Cook. Uh, we we can only hope for that, right? That's where we at. We in the hope land because if you pay somebody 141 million, it's gone. It's not coming back. I mean, you're gonna have to do some hard cuts somewhere. Uh, Joseph says, "How years? How years of 20 million of years of retirement for Tony Romo? I'm mad. Uh, I mean, 20 million of years." <laughs> Let me know what you're saying, Joseph. Let me know what you're saying, Sandberg. Uh, let me see. How much would Sue ask for? This is the thing. Uh, the film session that I did on Sue earlier today. Uh, the thing is with Sue. Is that he's 32 years old, right? And he want $14 million. Now, this would be this would be the situation with Sue. If he don't get picked up before the draft, and that price is coming down, that market value is coming down, regardless of how you look at it, Adama Kansu, if he don't get picked up before the draft, he can't declare and decree that he won't $14 million. The market is going to reset itself, and they're going to say, well, teams have already drafted the players that they need and want. Either you take $8 million with incentive to get close to twelve, or happy retirements for you or if somebody snap up a knee and they really need pressure and help down the line then they'll reach out to him that's the situation that's the room that sue is in he's that beautiful car that you like that you see out there remember everything is like commodities if you look at it that way and say man back in 2006 that car used to run nice man they, they still trying to sell it at this price that owner must be crazy Oh, they saying that, oh, oh, they kept it clean. Okay, the engine was good. The tire, they got new tires on it. Man, they got some 24s on that thing. Man, they put some tin on there. Man, they want that much money for it? Man, they silly. They silly. That's how it looks like from, uh, I guess, GMs of the world. When they look at Adama can sue. But after the draft, his value is going to go down regardless. That's just the reality of it. And when his value goes down, that's when teams will say, okay, well, we'll pick you up for $8 million, $7 million. We'll throw some incentives in there. <laughs> Alan Scott, appreciate you for tuning in uh, to the nation. <laughs> Dane says, buying a car. Yeah, it, it is. I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But that's the reality. These players are commodities now. And uh, the, the, the longest you can have a player on your team and you want to win it, it's three to four years. That's that window outside of the offensive lineman and outside of the quarterback. You just can't keep players forever nowadays. I think that cornerbacks, they may have a lifespan of seven to eight years. 
But and then cornerback sometimes can transition over to safety. Safeties can last a little longer. But the reality of it is that after uh, three to four years, you better better try to hightail out of there. That's what old folks say, hightail out of there. You better try to hightail out of that contract. And uh, the next person that's up is Ezekiel Elliott. There's no way that I can think that Ezekiel Elliott can demand big time money on his third contract. So this would be his second contract. His rookie deal is about to be over with, right? So this is the time that he got to reach for the most money. That's the reality of it. And what Ezekiel Elliott agent is going to do is he's going to look right at Le'Veon Bell's contract in Gurley. And trust me, I bet you my bottom dollar. His, his agent is going to say, well, if he got $34 million guaranteed, whatever bail contract is, I want my agent, I want my client to get 35 or 36 or 37 or $40 million <laughs> stretched over a, a certain amount of years. That's just how it goes, Cowboy Nation. That's the reality of it. Them boys, 88, shout out to you, man. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I just hope he realized that we are close to going to the Super Bowl and sign for cheap contract. Zeke, you see, this is what he says. But this is the thing. The player can say, okay, I want to sign for cheap. But the agent going to be like, you know what? The agent job is to make 6% of the contract, right? And the agent is going to be like, look. If you sign for cheap, then Ryan Shazier can happen to you. And I hate to use that as an analogy, but as an agent, my job is to tell you this is the best. This is the best situation for you. Now, I've been talking to the 49ers and they talking about giving you this amount of money. Or I've been talking to the, the Detroit Lions and they say they're going to give you 80 million guarantee. So are you going to play for cheap for the Super Bowl ring or are you going to pay for that 80 million? And that's the situation that these players are up against. And they're looking at the Ryan Sazier and they're saying like, ah, my career could be gone like this. You know what? I'm finna move to Baltimore. Well, I'm finna move to, to, to the Lions team. I love the Cowboys. I grew up wearing the silver and blue. But that 80 million looks sweet to me right now. That's how life is in the NFL. Because your life can be gone within one play. Uh, Flows Infinite says, we need to sign D-Law, period. Point blank. Just sign him away. So you will give him $141 million, $91 million guaranteed. Would you do that, Flows Infinite? Let me know. Just type in yes or no. Or, or drop me a contract that you would give D-Law. Joseph says law unfortunately Romo contract he messed up the team contract for the past two to three years Romo signed a 55 or 56 million guaranteed at the time I think it was 105 or 109 million dollar contract collectively that was a good contract for him bad contract for the team and and we can look at it and say well wait a minute hold on Dak want the same thing right (laughs) if Dak want uh 25 to 30 million would that hurt the team as well yes we'll say that anytime look the Patriots got it all understood look up look it up look up Tom Brady's contract the boys getting 14 to 15 million a year but of course he didn't already got his bag and he already got money coming in from other angles. We already know their owner. I'm not even going to talk about how he was selling his merch inside the stadium, which was illegal. But they even swept that under the rug. If you don't believe me, just Google it. So, and then on top of that, that's just how the Patriots been willing and dealing for a long time. They said, we're going to win at all costs. We're going to make sure that we got a camera watching the playbooks. We're going to make sure that we inflate the football. You see, we're going to make sure that Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've seen in our lifespan, for those who is in this chat box. Well, let me speak the real for y'all. We don't sugarcoat anything here. He said he do not he do not talk about plays inside the locker room because he feels that there are live mics inside the locker room in Gillette Stadium that's picking up my plays. That's from Peyton Manning's mouth. <laughs> it ain't from my mouth. That's from his mouth. 
So when people have reservations about how the organization is being ran, the Patriots going to say we're going to win at all costs. I think LaDainian Thompson, Thompson said, Thomason said, hey, the Patriots philosophy is if you're not cheating, you're not trying. These are NFL players that played against the Patriots. But they know how to negotiate, will, and deal. And they will cut Chandler Jones, who is leading sack production. If you calculate and you compute, I challenge you guys, for the last four years, if you compute Chandler Jones' uh, sacks, he'll be leading the NFL in sacks. But guess what? They said, you know what, Chandler? We don't need you on our team because you about to ask for some money that we can't afford to pay. So we're going to let you walk it was another guy that they just let him go. They might have got some trade picks from him. I think he went to the Browns or something. They ruthless down there. Look, the moment D-Law said, I want, they would have said, oh, you gone. <laughs> the Patriots would have got rid of Jason Witten five years ago. <laughs> the Patriots would have got rid of Sean Lee three years ago. The Patriots would never even allow Cole Beasley to open his mouth. <laughs> they would have just got rid of these guys. But at Cowboys land, we got to go through it from another philosophy. Jerry Jones loved these players. And, and we do too. We love the players. <laughs> That's the reality. We love the players too. So we'll say, hey, the Cowboys doing them wrong if they don't pay them. I remember... People were saying, look, just pay Dez. Regardless of the situation, just pay the man. Dez set out for the whole entire offseason almost until like July something. When he got that bag, we was like, okay, we finna be on something now. Didn't last through the first game almost. Broken foot. The Patriots would have never paid Dez. Brian, they'd have said, you know what? Adios, Alida La Lassa. <laughs> Yes, indeed. So that's just how it goes. Yeah, Jamie Collins, appreciate you, uh, uh, C-Money. Let me tell you something. If Jamie Collins played for the Dallas Cowboys and Chandler Jones played for the Dallas Cowboys, there would be a march all down uptown of them getting rid of the, those guys. They'd have been saying, Jerry Jones, what the heck are you doing? I'm trying to keep it PG-13. I know it's late, but I know what I can say. Yes. <laughs> That's the reality of it. I can sugarcoat it a little bit, but the Patriots don't drop that bag. You know what? They, they had issues with the cornerback and defensive back play, right? They went and tried to get Tlaib. They got him. They went and got Revis. In between Tlaib and Revis, they got a Super Bowl. But they said, you know what? We tired of doing this. And they got they went on, they went on ahead and paid Gilmore. We was like, oh, whoa, 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 what's going on? And when they made that move, they said they trying to give Tom Brady one more ring. And it happened. They dropped that bag over there to him. Yeah. They paid Gilmore. Somebody got Gilmore's contract right on their screen. <laughs> you can pull it up. Uh, Willie Washington, thank you for tuning in. These dudes don't care about the team. They care about their pockets. I agree. <laughs> See, money, Gilmore is a beast, though. Yeah. He's a zone cover corner. And they know how to they knew how to utilize him too. One can argue the fact that if he didn't catch that interception in the Super Bowl, maybe they wouldn't have had a Super Bowl ring, you know. So it it's just like that. Shout out to Mr. Nice Guy. Uh Chris Longley, Texas. Thank you for tuning in to the nation as well. Yeah, we spitting the fire, man. It, it it's it's the truth. It's the reality, and, and I'm four minutes over my time, but I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. NFL is a business. This ain't college. This is from my guy, Ty. I agree. <laughs> it's a ruthless business. The business model done change. It used to be all about the teams, but it's all about the individual players now. And I want the individual players to make the money, but you got a hard salary cap. Remember, it's $188 million. That's what it is. It's $188. D-Law is a beast. Yeah, real raw and uncut. He is beyond a beast. He's a monster out there. Lance Satchel said the uh, Gilmore is better than Jackrabbit. Jenkins, yeah, yeah. Gilmore is nasty now. And boy, used to be balling out there when he was playing for the Bills. I remember I wanted him. 
Tamara Parker says, what's up? Salute. Yeah, appreciate you. Burn par. Appreciate you. So it's it's crazy. So what we're going to have, what? We're going to have to pay Byron Jones. We're going to have to pay Demarcus Lawrence if you want to keep him. You're going to have to pay Dak Prescott. You're going to have to figure out a way to pay Ezekiel, the main man, Elliott. Then you got to figure out how to pay Jalen Smith. And I'm not even worried about LVE because his salary, his, his deal is a long, long from now, right? Five years situation. So we're good with that. The only way you can be in this game, the only way you can win, you got to be ruthless. You got to be nasty. You got to trade some guys. Somebody going to have to be a hard cut. It's, this is not basketball where you can say, well, homegrown can win it. I, I don't see where it can be at. You're going to have to make some hard cuts, and you're going to have to figure out ways to get this thing done and over with. Guys, I, I wish I could sugarcoat it a little bit better, but I can't. But uh, it, it's it's crazy in the sense that we got to look at it in, in those fashions. Let me know of your thoughts. Let me know of your concerns down below. Post what you think can happen. Um, Big C's from, from 10 a key. What's up, Big C? I know you're going to be down there at the draft this year. You must make trades. I agree. You got a will and deal. Uh, I'm going to go over this right before I go. Right before I go. I promise you I'm going to leave, guys. Let's go over some players. Uh, and I'm going to try to shoot it off my dome. Right off of the dome, right? Players we let walk that didn't get no money in return, right? And first first player to come to mind was Jeremy, Jeremy Purnell, right? He walked. He didn't get no money, right? Um, the um, Harris kid with the dreadlocks, number 17, the kickoff return specialist. We didn't trade him. He walked, right? Free agency killed him, and uh, he, he, he left the team. Uh, Dez Bryant, he walked. We didn't get no money in return. Uh, Hitchens, he walked. We didn't get no money in return. Um, uh, what's the guy that's sitting inside? Uh, Ron Leary was gone. Get, didn't get nothing in return. Um, Hitchens didn't get nothing in return. Uh, you guys, Barry Church didn't get nothing in return. Didn't trade. Uh, we we let them players stay on the team so long, we just had to end up letting them walk, right? Um, who else? Uh, yeah, Dwayne Harris, that's his name. Appreciate the tie. Uh, Barry Church, I talked about Barry. Who else? J.J. Wilcox, you couldn't get you couldn't get it, couldn't give him away for free, right? <laughs> Who else, guys? Uh, Scandrick, yeah. So, that's just how it goes, man. We don't know how to will and deal. We do excellent job in drafting. And I, and I give us a gold star for drafting these players and finding these players. But we do a horrible job. I even think that the kid that went to, like, uh, what's his name was? Uh, we call him Bruce. Was it Bruce Carter? He walked and went to another team, right? The other guy that's from London, Jack Jack Crawford. We didn't get nothing from him. Morris Claiborne. Um, uh, who else? Brandon Hughes, Carr. We didn't get nothing from those guys. We didn't negotiate. We didn't will and deal for those guys after the uh, contract was said and done. And the name of the game, you got to will and deal them. You got to get rid of them two years too soon before two years too late. Uh, Cole Beasley, we didn't get nothing in return. So what we hoping for is Cole Beasley to go out there and ball out, right? We hoping for Cole Beasley, Beasley to uh, get out there and ball. Think about this, uh, Brandon Cook. Patriots picked up. Patriots picked picked up Brandon Cook. He played for them for one year. They said, you know what, fam, you want some more money? No, we're gonna let you go in the free agency. He balled for another team, and they got a third round draft pick in return. You see, we're not going to get <laughs> it's just how it goes, man. Um, we got to know how to will and deal on the back end. Um, so it's just one of those things, Cowboy Nation. Um, we'll figure it out. We draft well. We we, we got players on this team. Uh, who else? Uh, I want to say DeMarcus Ware. He walked, right? We didn't get nothing in return for DeMarcus Ware. Spencer. We didn't get nothing in return for Spencer. We tried all that we can do for Spencer. Remember the, the Ware and Spencer combo? It's going to be nice. Didn't get nothing in return. 
I can't make this stuff up. We draft well, but we don't get nothing in return. We don't wheel and deal on the back end of it to pick up those uh, second and third round. See, if you look at it, some teams that know how to wheel and deal on the back end, they know how to methodically move that thing around back end. We fall in love with players until they can't play no more, and then we let them walk. That's all the time that I have for this beautiful night. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in. Don't forget to comment. Leave your thoughts down below. Whether you agree or disagree, there's no, uh, these are all opinions and speculative talk anyway. <laughs> Gavin Escobar, nothing. He, he balling out for the AAF, is he? <laughs> yes, indeed, boy. We'll figure this thing out, man, hopefully. Hopefully, that's all we can do, right? It just figure this thing out down the line and uh, and hopefully we can get something going in those parameters. I'm trying to find my little outro music. Appreciate you all. <laughs> yes, indeed. How do you guys feel about this draft, man? Who you got um, hound your boy? You want the Warren Thornhills of the worlds, right? I know you guys want Warren Thornhill. That's the guy I want. I think uh, he'll be an excellent piece for this team. Jonathan Abram, somebody. We'll find out, right? It is what it is, right? Sterling Moore, nothing. Switzer, nothing. <laughs> that was bizarre, right? You got Jihad Ward. What Jihad Ward doing now for us? that he's out there bagging groceries uptown somewhere <laughs> let's go Cowboy Nation let's wrap our mind to it you can keep your head when all about you losing theirs right or when you're up against the struggles meet it squarely face to face lift your chin set your shoulders plant your feet and take a brace when it's vain to try to dodge it do the best that you can do you may fall may conquer, see it through. Black may be the clouds about you and your future may seem grim, but don't let your nerve desert you. Keep yourself in fighting trail. If worse is bound to happen in spite of all that you do, remember, running from it will not save you. Even hope may seem but futile, then with trouble may be beset. You're facing what other legends have met, the Roger Starbucks of the world. The Troy Aikmas, the Emmett Smith. Can we throw in Jay Novacek? Nah, I can put him in there. What about Moose? They face the same situations. But life is life, like my guy Reno says, right? Lugo. Crew says, hey, we need to get one howl at it. Matter of fact, let's go. Shout out to the late night grinders. <laughs> we back at it. One way or another. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Salute. We're out. Peace. <laughs>